This is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremonies. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. You're back. Good. Welcome, one and all. I, again, am your master of ceremonies, your great storyteller, and your cinematographer, Padini Foglio, at your service. Now, when last we left uh, the Odyssey, as we were telling the story, you remember this story? You? You? Do you remember it? I know you remember it in the back. I saw you last time. Still owe me a drink. We had many adventurers aboard the Odyssey, a ship doomed never to return to home, with crew dead, people missing, and great species coming out of it, looking for a new home. Now, amongst these species, we have three people that we are keeping an eye on. Now, these three peoples, we have our Narn, the agent in exile, named Duli. We have Ty, the space tracker, who is here getting wrapped up in all sorts of deep business shares. No business being in. And we have Miograt. Miograt is the scientist, the telepath, and the Pakmara with a very positive attitude. They were on the trail of Amber, and they had found out that Ty had a source and was actually holding on to Amber for another person named Benny. Well, Benny, after drawing a gun on Ty, managed to get the substance before the others could intervene. So they followed Benny to a cafe. Now, Ty did not follow. She instead began to burn from the inside with rage. How dare Benny pull a gun on her and her alone? Ah, this would not stand. And when not standing, we get to running the show. Sit back, have a drink, let Craig record, and let us tell our tale. Ty, would you do us the favor? Yeah, I go looking for Benny. Not okay. to confront him, just because I'm interested in what he's doing with all this stuff now. <laughs> you realize also this is the, not to confront him, but also to confront him. But also that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if he does have a gun, but... You know, just not to confront him, but, you know, to, to confront him. Mm-hmm. Well, he but does he have a gun, gun, but you you do, again, spot him at the cafe where the others are. You probably, you know, well, okay, that's a question. Do you coordinate with the others to see if they know where he is? Yeah, I call him up. Okay. And say, oh, where are you, where are you all? Did you keep track of Benny? It's been a few minutes, so. Yeah, yeah, we've got him in sight. Uh, we're watching him now. What's he doing? Sitting and drinking something. Hmm. Where are y'all at? Uh, we're at the cafe, but don't sit with us. I would never sit with you. <laughs> like, hang up on them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and start heading that way. Uh, you're gonna make my job that much more interesting, aren't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Julie just kind of looks at the communicator. Joking. But you could she probably was, miss that. Yeah, no. She has she has no idea if you're joking or not. She kind of looks at the communicator, shrugs her shoulders, and puts it back in the pocket. And I'll I'll turn to Miragrath and say, uh, yeah, Ty's headed this way, but we have to pretend we don't know her. I told her not to sit with us. I'm, I'm not sure she's her. upset at that or not. Odd thing. <laughs> Sorry, and and an empl- and am employing subterfuge. Sorry, say again, Becca. Oh, I'm going to tug on my pseudopod again to show that I understand and am employing subterfuge. <laughs> All right. With the notice checks, <laughs> well, uh, Mirgrath is very much, we're keeping an eye on him. Also, have you read all this inf- interesting information in these uh, these paperback books that are the, that come with large shiny pictures? I could describe all sorts of human inter- human interactions. Now, shall I go into intricate detail? You are now more interested in the magazines than you are dealing with him. But yeah, because you 
you're more your notice is got was six. That was pretty bad. Um, yeah, fascinated by this like get your body ready for swimsuit season on Mars workout routine. <laughs> <laughs> Brings up more questions because that does bring up the question of how does a human get their body ready? Is it like getting their car ready? Do they have to have a change of fluids? Do they, you know, do they have multiple bodies for different days? This is good questions to ask. Oh, I have, I have decent ranks in human culture. <laughs> I actually have, a, I have a few too, which means that it's going to be really interesting how we together agree on a misinterpretation of a thing. <laughs> You, uh, and so fuming, uh, fuming, him walks in tie, absolutely just livid. You know, you were basically spent going from your room to this place. Just thinking getting of the fact, up. Yes. Okay. You're just fuming because somebody drew a freaking gun on you. And not just that, somebody who knew your name, who knew, who, you know, worked with people you know. Now, granted, but one was the dick, which is your ex, but still. Just a whole group so, of people I don't like. <laughs> exactly. And here he sits, drinking um, drinking hot chala. I go over there and, like, smack the hot chala to his lap, and then just walk over to the bar and order a drink. <laughs> just, um, one, just one beer. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a cafe, not a, a, a bar, so you're talking more coffee than you are alcohol. I just ask for whatever they have. Fair enough. It's like the first thing on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, right, give me that. What are you referring to? I don't care. Just give me it. <laughs> <laughs> so you knock the hot jaw and he jumps up and yells, ah! People around the uh, the cafe also, you know, again, somebody shrieks. They're all going to, you know, stand up and give notice. Oh, 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 is you okay? Are you all right? Ah, ah, ah! He's basically got, you know, hot coffee on his pants right now. It looks <laughs> like hell. And yes, the person who very obviously kicked it on, you know, or, or dumped it in his lap is now at the bar going, I want whatever that is. Okay, I think seeing that this guy, like, I'm assuming even with my notice check, I know I noticed this guy <laughs> being in distress and like having and like steaming at the pants. Yes. I, I'm assuming. You definitely, so, well, everybody noticed in this, including the baristas. Okay, so I think as this happens and he's, like, being upset and also in pain, I think I'm going to take that as my opportunity to approach him. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) I'm just standing there, like, obviously watching Benny writhe around and, like, enjoying it, but I'm not going (laughs) to say anything to him. Just watching it. Greetings, friend! I have noticed that you are in some distress. May I offer you medical assistance? He looks up and says, what the hell are you talking about? Jesus, what's going on here? He he also looks over because he obviously saw whoever kicked. You know, it's it's hard to not notice somebody who's pouring hot (laughs) hot coffee into your lap. As as he's like like literally getting whatever he can to absorb the mess in in his uh, pants. He's like, "Uh, uh, 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 just go get out of the way. Go on, get out. Is, is he, you know, flicking his hand away at at at, at uh, Miograth? Go on, get out of here! Go on! Ah, oh, you—you could see everyone sees him pointing at Ty, and everyone knows the um, what the phrase "you" means. <laughs> it's almost universal. What are you gonna do, Ben? Try to shoot me? He he's uh he looks you right in the eye. You can tell that he is fuming at you. Reaches over, grabs you know, taps one of the baristas. I believe I was just assaulted in public by one of the uh by one of the passengers. Please see security, please. And looks it stares you right in the eye the whole time. I just kinda shrug. Okay. I think I'm gonna go over to the baristas and uh and You're gonna say, what? You're I think gonna I'm go gonna back? go over the barista, and uh, if this man is claiming assault, I will be happy to stay and speak to security as a witness. <laughs> I'm just looking from Ty to Mayograd, back to Ty, I look very confused. But what I'm really doing is watching the bag and the people move around us. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know if you want me to do a notice check or not, but that's yes, what I'm trying I to do. do. Okay. <laughs> Better you than me. <laughs> 23. Okay, not bad. You're definitely keeping your eye on the bag at all times. Because now there's a kicking of feet, there's a rush around, this and that, and you're trying to figure out what's going on. Now, he's not leaving his bag much, but again, him long, you know, by the way, just think of the chutzpah of just what happened when a guy who has essentially a satchel full of possibly cocaine and was a, and had a coffee poured on his face and somebody challenged him to a fight called the cops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's so, either very brave or very stupid. So it doesn't take long before... Uh, one of the guard, one of the security shows up. It's uh, one of the heavy set guys, mustache. He's like, "All right, all right, all right." I hear there was an assault going on. What happened? It's Paul Blart. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Paul Blart, ex military version, for lack of a better term. Oh no. <laughs> Um, I continue my habit of not talking to the cops and just stand there and watch uh, Benny and me. Immediately points at you. Says this woman, this this thing. He uses a phrase that Bracari understand and Bracari know what it means, but most humans don't. Um, and it's not a good word. It's not a word I can even say here. This is a PG thirteen label, and I don't want to be spreading around Bracari curse words left, right, and center because that would be irresponsible of me. He obviously calls you something very insulting. It would be like using, say, the C word. He basically, like, this, she, this one, a porn car, I don't know what's wrong. I did it a favor a while back, and now she's doing this. I think she's mad at me, and this is how she takes it out on me. What, I got burns here, I got this, and I got that. And he just starts rambling on and keeps pointing constantly at Ty. I would mm-hmm. like to interject. He says, all right, all right, what do you got? Although he is currently complaining of burns, I offered him immediate medical attention, which he promptly and vociferously refused. The sergeant looks over at Benny. Benny says, it's a pakmara. What is it going to do? Just devour the flesh from my bones? <laughs> and I, went, I, I will actually speak up and say, actually, this pakmara holds multiple degrees in medical and science. By the way, what did uh, what did Becca say? I was just like frowning because Burger already told her that she was not a doctor. <laughs> um, I find that in- extremely insulting. I would also eat your bones. Aircraft, you're not helping. <laughs> That's because you won't let me. Yes, after yes, as as how you mentioned <laughs> it, after you pointed out to Burger that she's not technically a doctor, technically. Oh, I don't say anything. I'm just, like, standing there, like, frowning a little bit, like, I thought you weren't a doctor. <laughs> I don't they... talk to the cops who are in front of them if I don't have to, so I'm not going to actually, like, voice that out loud. So it says, all right, sir, get, let's get you to the med, get you checked out. Uh, he actually points out one of the other people with him. Uh, Frankie, can you talk to, um, uh, he points at Miograt and uh, that yeah. one there. Point to the Mirgrat there. Get her, get her statement, and then uh, if anybody else is get statements for anybody else here, just get a quick one silver. And then he looks over at Ty. You and I, however, have a nice conversation ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Shall we? I just shrug and go along. Okay. I'm still watching the bag. Okay. Give me a notice check for Dooley. Twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Hell yeah. All right. In the commotion, somewhere along the way, uh, as Benny gets up to leave and things like that, you notice that Benny doesn't actually make a grab for the bag. He just kind of lets it sit there. Okay. He gets up. He heads over to to, to Med Bay or whatever. Give me another notice check. Ooh, 30. <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. It's very interesting because... You're keeping an eye on the bag. You're like the only person in this entire thing who's keeping an eye on the bag. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, okay. There it goes. Like, literally, as a cluster of people gather around as they exit the, the cafe real quick, the bag just like, boom, gone. And it's almost like magic. Like, it goes beyond, you know, behind one side of a tree and doesn't come out the other side. 
a tree that's obviously too thin for it to hide behind. Uh, yeah. And just almost like, boom! And it's gone. So, but you of the 30, however, look around and go, uh, wait, wait, there's somebody there. And you notice that there's another human, uh, this time female, who seems to be walking with uh, a male. They're both very well-dressed. Uh, she's holding the haversack. It looks very much like the haversack. You think it's the same one. All right, so I'm going to turn to Miagrath and say, oh, look, we're not needed here. Let's go shopping and <laughs> grab an arm or tentacle or something and pull. <laughs> I would suggest you... arm. <laughs> well, are you wearing, like, the shambling mound of robes that they have? <laughs> So Triple yeah, I will... does actually have an ar- have a, have an arm slot. So they actually tug. Right, like so I will yeah. grab the arm and yeah. and tug, and say, "Let's go." At the, to which the the hey hey hey, we're taking statements here. If you don't want to give your statement, that's fine. You're free to go. This one offered uh, the statements. She'll get back to you. We're in the middle of something here. Yeah, I say okay. Uh, room two twelve, uh, fifth floor. We're we're going. Sorry, I don't you said... to give my statement, but also to show my friend the new. Of swimwear. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the human just kind of takes a moment, shudders for a second, and he's like, "Okay, <laughs> still gonna get a statement. If you want to go? That's fine." Were you just telling the numbers to my the, room? The, uh, the, the room to who? Who were you telling it to? To the cop. Okay, and he says, "Yeah, this will just take five minutes." And he asked for for what Miograt saw, which, as you said, you saw. Just like, but I'm I'm not going to let that person out of my sight who grabbed the bag. So now you have a choice. I'm leaving. Got it. <laughs> uh, we'll get to you in a second. Uh, just quickly, uh, basically, what do you tell the guy? Like within like sixty seconds. Uh, I tell him that uh, the I didn't see what events happened to get this guy with a lap full of hot jala, but. I did see him, I did immediately offer him medical attention, which he refused, and he didn't start talking about his injuries or assault until he saw a person at the bar whom he obviously disliked. Okay. That, you take a little bit, in Mirgat's way, of course, is always very, you know, high-pitched, happy, and probably a little extended rather than just simple straight to the, for, to the point. So this takes a, a few bits. Yeah, I mean, I would do it in the Mirgorat voice, but you asked for a 60-second rundown. Exactly. Perfect. Um, for Ty, however, Ty, there is something that you mentioned to me earlier that you have not mentioned since, and this is going to come up right about now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to need you to roll a – what is it? Is that subterfuge or – let me double-check this real quick. Mm-hmm. It's either subterfuge or intrigue. Let me check. Why? Because you mentioned something from the end of the episode uh, last week, which has not come up yet. But now that you're being essentially dragged off by the cops, <laughs> there is... Uh, totally worth it. Hmm? Totally worth it. <laughs> All right. Hot, hot Jala is hot. <laughs> and he had it coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is probably going to be... Oh, all right. I'm going to have it as a... Intrigue. Yeah, it's probably going to have to be a... Subterfuge, I think, is what it's under now. Yeah, I think it's going to be subterfuge for this. uh, Because they mentioned subterfuge is sabotage. Yep, sleight of hand. Here we go. So I'm going to need you to do a subterfuge check. Okay. (laughs) Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no, indeed. Not good. I don't remember what I said, but (laughs) not good. (laughs) Well, it's not something you said. It's something you mentioned you had on you. Four things in particular. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) See, but that's why I asked if it was technically illegal yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was having a good day. 
Someone was singing to you. They were probably drunk, but they were singing. <laughs> yeah. So with a serenade, it's going well. <laughs> well, you, you you did have a fun time the day before. That part's good. <laughs> um, Pi is being dragged off to uh, the security office to have a nice conversation. Julie is off to follow the bag. Mirkrat is here to make a statement, and then again, it's it's going to take you maybe ten, maybe fifteen minutes. He has a couple of questions. And then that's it. It's not that bad, but it is diverting you from the other two groups. By groups, yes. I mean people. So, unfortunately, now we are in a full split the party situation. This I'm is sorry. <laughs> it's not that bad. This is a this is a great situation because again, you are keeping on topic. Your mission is the bag. Ty, you're kind of wrapped up in a few other things, and it's. Yeah, when they do take you to the thing, take you to the station, they're going to probably wand you over a little bit to make sure you don't have any weapons on you, and gets the phrase, so what's this then? As he, you know, pulls from your pocket a cube of amber, is going to come up. We'll get there in a second. And then Mirgrat is going to have to catch up one way or the other, unless Mirgrat has something else that is going to catch her attention down a personal level. So, where to begin? Let's start with... Uh, I'm going to start with Dooley. No, no, excuse me. No, I'm not going to. I'm going to end with Dooley. I think that's appropriate. Uh, so let's start with Ty. So Ty again is brought to the station. Uh, again, it's it's a security office. There's some cells. There's a general interrogation area. It's kept compact for obvious reasons. Uh, but again, you find the the wall. You, there's a, a large wall for, for security, which is a lot of uh, uh, readouts and cameras and this and that. There's a person, there's a person on, on deck whose literally all job is to just, you know, put down things in a book. And it's like, all right, okay, who is this? So when George, who you find out is, is uh, uh, George Ezas, is the guy who is uh, taking you in. Sorry, George Tuska, my bad. George Tuska is like, all right, come on, let's get you in. He uh, gets you approached. There is a... Uh, Norn behind the counter, and he looks over. He looks over and says, "Ah, what do we have here? Uh, simple assault. Looks like uh, someone got into a <laughs> lover's spat, and you know, poured hot coffee down the front." I make a uh, massively disgusted face. <laughs> <laughs> he looks over when you make the disgusted faces. Like, eh, what do I care? Come on, let's get you in, get you in a cell for a bit. So they put you actually in a room. We had just like two table as a table, two chairs, very much your standard. I'm doing interrogation. They said, "All right, we got to check you for for the problems." And hands out, you know, arms out to the side. I do it. Sorry. Okay. Just okay. So you, you want he wands you over, and as you get to the pocket, there's a bit of a beep. Empty your pockets, please. I like start slowly like taking things out of my pockets. So what I have like an identity card. I got a communicator. Probably some receipts. Mm-hmm. Um. Breather mask, just in oh, case. Breeze. Just a useful thing to have. Well, breather mask. Yeah, pretty hard, but yeah, you got the transmitter, the communicator, your your card, your card key, your identity card, uh, and then when you reach a little, your other pocket, you find four ice sized cubes. I like pretend to search around, like looking to see if there's anything in there, and then I come up like with nothing. And just kind of shrug, like, oh, that's it. That's going to be another subterfuge roll. The last one went so well. <laughs> All right. 20, not bad. 23, 20, 23. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> so the police officer, whose entire job is to notice these things, kind of go like, oh, yeah, I'm out, I'm out. That's all I got. He just kind of looks over and says, yeah, okay. Hits you with the wand again. It beeps again at that at the side. It's like, it's like, okay, you got a second pocket there or something. I just kind of like sigh and like, oh, you got me type way, and take out one <laughs> and put it on the put it with like my other stuff. Fair enough. Then so you just take out one. You for the twenty natural twenty of the subterfuge. I'm going to allow that definitely. Even though he got a better score, it's like the, he caught you, but now you do the whole. Okay, I got this one. Mm-hmm. And he kind of wands over. It's like, okay, it wands. Oh, what is that? 
this is a uh, second. I have names for people. This is a. Uh, he looks over. Hey, could you get the the chief? Uh, the the Kali. Can you get Kali for a second? Arm behind the counter says, "Just a moment." And then links in aside, makes a message. So uh, yeah, uh, why don't you sit down and have a conversation, shall we? Let's talk about what's going on between you and him. Now, I won't ask you to go through the whole uh, relationship things like that, but just generally, what do you tell him? What happened? Um, I say that it was an accident, but I don't really say anything else. Like whatever okay. he says, I just kind of shrug. I'm like, oh, it was an accident. He spilled coffee on himself. <laughs> or Jala on himself. Hey, what happened to him is none of my concern. Besides, people do this. Jala falls. It happens. What can I say? I, I, all the fact that I can see in my mind's eye that you talk a lot like um, somewhere between Tony Soprano and Fat Tony from The Simpsons. <laughs> There. <laughs> the, uh, do you see something? I see a lot of things. He, so he keeps you there interrogating you for a while because obviously the guy, you know, said that you assaulted him and he's got to investigate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so after a while, the chief comes in and he, she's looking at a kind of a quick pad going, George, you called me in for an assault. Somebody poured coffee on somebody else. What's this about? He says, yeah, uh, sorry, Chief. The Chief, by the way, again, is a Narn female. She does walk with a bit of a limp. This is the first time you're actually noticing it, but she actually does walk with a bit of a limp. And when she brings her foot down, it comes down a little harder than the other foot. So it's like, dunk, dunk. She says, look, what is this about, George? He says, uh, it's about that thing there, the little amber thing there. She looks over. Huh. I just kind of look back at her and say absolutely nothing. Yep. I'm uh, not sure what this is, but I think I have a suspicion here, George. So um, she just turns to you and says, so was this guy your dealer? A what now? Dealer. I don't understand that word. You're going to have to explain it. I'm clearly doing the bare minimum to not piss anyone off while also, like, <laughs> trying not to say anything important. That kind of deal. Yeah. You're also pulling what Margaret Cho referred to as the greatest reason to be Korean in the United States. Is that you could then at any moment claim you don't speak a lot of English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Particularly if people hit on you at bars. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have done that. <laughs> I'm super white and have a vague southern accent most of the time, so I would not make that work if I wanted no, to. I just, like, I just pretended I only spoke Russian. It was great. <laughs> it gets better. Afterwards, I was out talking with my friends, and the guy comes up and he's like, you speak English? And I'm like, yeah, bro, sorry. <laughs> So you're left there to use the old term, bake for a while. They put you in a cell. They're going to go run some tests on the substance because they want to verify exactly what it is. But yeah, you're looking at a problem here. Oh, we'll get to that. Mirgrat. Yes. Okay. So while Ty was being taken away and Julie has just boom, gone, obviously in pursuit of something, you're assuming the package, uh, but you had to stay there because the, the guy was there asking, say, look, we need your, your statement. And you gave one after which he says, uh, thank you for your time. Uh, if there's anything we need, we'll let you know. And thank you for your offer of medical assistance. We know you're not certified, but at the same time, thank you much for your, for your, looking out for the health and well-being of other people. I pride myself on being an extremely efficient first aid responder. He is also looking at your uh, uh, translator when it does the weird voice, and even his eyebrow just kind of goes up, and he's like, I was not prepared for that. All right, well, have a great rest of your flight. I hope everything goes well. Thank you for your time, and he leaves, which leaves (laughs) you in an interesting situation. Oh, uh, before he leaves, I want to get that officer's information and, like, I, I basically, I want his name and badge number. Gotcha. 
Mirgaite gets his name and badge number. He, I don't have one specifically here, but I will come up with one. It's uh, been written down, I assume. It has been written down. There is. He's a human. He's male. Uh, actually, excuse me. I have dice for such things. Hey. Actually, yeah. It's a. It's a. Narn. Sorry. It's a human female uh, who's taking your information, taking your stats, and so she'll you know get back with you later about thank you very much for your time. You know, we at the office really appreciate this and. Uh, she kind of looks over you like, okay, cool, thank you very much, and here's my badge, here's, you know, here's the quick ident that we can give, you know, it's the badge number, things like that, so if you need any, she also does kind of pull the whole, look, you know, if you need anything here, uh, uh, contact me at this link, you know, the usual detective gives the business card sort of thing, except there's no business card. Okay, yeah, like, part of this is so I know, like, where to go to find Dooley, because, uh, not Dooley, sorry, Ty, so, because, mm-hmm. like, I assume that she's going to be taken to whatever, like, security uh, station on on the ship that this particular officer is based out of. Um, and also, I'm doing the thing where my friend has been taken into custody, I want people to know that there are people who are keeping an eye on the situation. Gotcha. Clearly cares about Ty a lot more than Ty cares about Margaret. <laughs> Which is, it was, it's nice. Like, Margaret cares about everyone to the extent that they are interesting and they want to be able to keep researching. Mm-hmm. That is fair, Ty. It's very interesting. Yeah. And full of research. So, like, and and basically everything, everything Mirgarat is doing now costs them nothing in the long run and lets them continue going on this exciting adventure. <laughs> like, if this were a prisoner's dilemma o'clock, Mirat would sell you down the river so fast you would not even have <laughs> <out> a <the> boat. <laughs> you wouldn't sell them down the river, you'd hand them a paddle. What? Fuck no. I need that paddle. Ah, so yes so worry not ty this this, uh uh, sorcerer this actually in cinematic fashion will be resolved you're not going to be in jail forever um i mean it's not ty's first time in the drunk tank i'm sure but I mean, unless we want this to turn into Babylon 5 Odyssey colon prison break. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say that would be an interesting adventure, but then you have nowhere to hide. It's not like, you know, Babylon 5, which was, you know, five miles long, quarter of a million humans and aliens. This is a mile long, no more than 500,000 people on this vessel. Listen, I'm Mm. sure we can get our hands on three fake mustaches. <laughs> sorry, and by the way, sorry, fifty thousand people, not five hundred thousand. Mirgrat is uh, got the information, got that, and is going to go investigate what's going on at uh, the police station. Yes, yes. And while I am on my way to the police station, I'm actually going to get on my comm to the diplomatic uh, mission on board the Odyssey for the Pakmara. And mm-hmm. I'm basically just going to leave a, leave a, a message saying that one of one of Dooley and Mai's assets on the Amber investigation has run into some trouble with station uh, or sh- ship security, and so I'm gonna give them like a quick rundown of how Ty has helped us so far, and also where she is being held and. I'm going to give them any information I have on Benny as well. Gotcha. So um, I want to be prepared to play the diplomatic card if it comes up. Gotcha. To get Ty out of the situation and to otherwise keep your, your race informed about what's going on. Yes. And because like at this point, Ty is one of our better links to the criminal underworld. And I feel like she is an asset that should be. Protected. Okay. By the way, just to let you know, the the, the ambassador uh, on board is known as uh, Geb uh, Bimel. Geb Bimel, okay. So, yes, uh, I'm going to leave a message in, at Geb Bimel's office explaining that situation. Okay. So, 
that's going to take a little bit of time, but that's fine because, again, there's going to be plenty of time for interrogation going on with Ty as well as Ty spending time in what is essentially the drunk tank without the drunks. Not quite uh, not quite uh, isolation, but you're in a cell. It's, there's no getting around it. You're in a cell. So while all that's happening, Julie, it is now your go. Yes. All right. So I'm going to need you to do – it was a, sub, uh, a stealth so you can track – Okay. 23, not bad. I'm just going to roll on my end, just kind of sub- subtly. Okay. The couple who have the bag, very well-dressed, by the way. Not, like, more well-dressed than is befitting a the second-class station, but not, like, I, I screams, I deserve to be in the first-class station. Definitely business well-dressed. But they're in very efficient. And she's in a dress, but she is not in a, you know, it's closer to a, um, the equivalent of a, of a uh, what's the word? pencil stripes uh, pencil side skirt. You know, it's has functionality, has some levels of mobility. It's not encumbered in any way, but at the same time, it is uh, very professional looking. Okay, so you're basically tailing them as they uh, head down towards the uh, the, uh, the main mall area where there's a lot of shops, everything else like that, and they mingle amongst the crowd, and you definitely keep a tail on them to figure out what's going on. After a while, they do actually head into the steerage section, which is a little unusual for someone that well-dressed to be in. But so, not too many drugs. There is that. Eventually, they uh, encounter uh, a group of very large humans, you know, that look like they had been taking steroids since they were a zygote kind of humans. Um <laughs> uh, they have a neck. It's in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but definitely, you know, they're they're if they crack their knuckles, you could hear it from two parsecs away. They eventually come over, and here is probably going to need to this is we don't have listen. We have notice. I'm going to need to listen uh, notice check as you over try to overhear the conversation. No. <laughs> Oof. Fourteen. You hear a couple of words, and this, you mostly get the idea of what they're saying. You can hear, and you're also being good about being subtle and behind, as it were. There's talk of, uh, we have acquired what we need, yada, 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 yada. It's about time, yada, 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 yada. Yeah, I want to see yada, 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 yada. I think yada, 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 okay, yada, yada, yada. Oh, by the way, yada, yada, yada. Ah, yes, of course. Right this way. Mm-hmm. Again, the guys with the big, the big hands, and the maybe it's a neck, maybe it's a thorax in the wrong place, escort these guys through to an alien sector in the thir- in the steerage. I'll need another subdif- another stealth check as you continue to, I'm assuming, continue to tra- uh, track them. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to follow them as long as I can. That's a good 15. Okay. Just keep the suspense. All right. Eventually you see them and they actually head to an area of a human habitat, but it's kind of a human alien mix. It's for lack of a better term, part of this, the uh, steerage class where people don't care anymore. Mostly you'll find a lot of here are the mostly human steerage. So you're going to find Bercari, you're going to find Narn, you're going to find a human, but you won't necessarily find Drazi, you won't necessarily find, you're certainly not going to find Pakmara here, you're certainly you're probably not going to find Abai here, or Vri, uh, or anything else that is uh, a methane breather. This is definitely the things that, for lack of a better term, they get along in their poverty. Okay. They eventually go to and a door, the big guy kind of, you know, taps the chime card. There is a chime. He says, uh, us, uh, we have uh, some people who would like to talk to you. Door opens. I'm going to hang back in the corner, or in the hallway, and uh, give my best appearance of someone being completely zoned out of their gourd. Okay. Just kind of sit down on the floor and, and, you know, stare up at the ceiling and Occasionally jerk my head around like I'm seeing things. Go ahead and give me a bluff check. Okay. Okay. 15. Not great, but it's not a it's not a bomb. Yeah. 
So you kind of do the whole, I'm high, ooh, look, the colors, the colors, ooh, the colors. The guys wear the satchel, go into the door, door closes behind them. You're not alone in the hallway. There are people who are just kind of wandering about or, like you, just kind of sitting on the floor, not looking like they're stoned, but just kind of looking like they have no place else to go. Okay. And I'm just going to wait for that door to open again. I'm also trying to make note of where I am. Most places have some sort of designation in the corridor. Yes, they will tell you exactly what sector and which floor that you're in. However, I did not design this information, so I can't tell you that. And, but... and that's fine. I'm just making note of it. So. Gotcha. So you can find your way back here again. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, no problem. I have more world building to do. Damn it! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. I, I I barely understand what this ship looks like on the outside. I'm you know, and inside I'm drawing from a lot of inspirations that I've been to, so I'm just kinda of running with it. But yeah, so you get the idea that you're definitely the steerage area. You're not far from cargo, actually. Um there's a whole section for cargo that is meant specifically not in the I have luggage with me, but more of this is stuff for the uh, the planets we are going to, whether that be food supplies, medical supplies, building supplies, uh, that is kept in pretty much vacuum seal storage in the ship. It's like a freight car on a train. Yes, pretty much. Like I said, because this is being used to transport uh, uh, crew and colonists uh, for the new planet, as well as vacationers and sightseers and diplomats, uh, they do have a very large section of the ship devoted to nothing but stuff the planet's going to need. That's kind of where you are. So if this was a train, you would not quite be in the caboose, but you're not far from it. Yeah, okay. Alright, so, so yeah, I'm just literally waiting until they come out of that room. Okay. I'm hoping there's not a back way. <laughs> Fair enough. So you wait there for an hour or two, after which the couple emerge again. They uh, give me a, a, a notice check. See if you can hear their conversation on the way out. 25. <laughs> okay. So you're, I'm, I'm here, I'm here, yeah, yeah. They come out, the, the woman looks over and says, you can thank your master for his business, and uh, we and our associates will be more than happy to work with you again in the future. If you have any need of us, you know where to find us. And in fact, we will keep an eye on things that if you need us, we will find you. A guy kind of says, our, our, our uh, boss uh, says, thank you for your patronage and says, we are understanding about the situation, but we will need more of the uh, product soon enough. He says, of course, of course. What did, what race is the person talking to them at the door? No, I, they're all human. They're all human. Okay. A guy with no neck is human. He's just Built like a linebacker that has not figured out how to say no to certain chemicals. Um, <laughs> but the couple there, they look very human, very, very much. How to put this? They look like people who would one day become C level executives, but they're not there yet. Okay. But rest assured, they will be. Bright young corporate things. Uh, mid 30s, probably, but yes, very corporate. Very, like I said, very business dressed, not like Gucci everywhere or Armani suits, but, you know, definitely, you know, it's not Armani. They're wearing Periellis. So they shop at Macy's. <laughs> the nice part of Macy's. Right. Yeah. They, but they are not carrying the haversack with them this time. And they said, and then when they said, yeah, it would be more product. Of course, we'll understand this. We will get back to you. But please remind him, we do have an accord that we need to abide by. He's like, yes, of course, of course. Thank you for your time. They both bow kind of graciously. Thank you. Have a good day. They then step back. The door closes. All right. So technology question. Of course. Um, we have communicators. Is there mm -hmm. anything on that communicator that might take a picture? <laughs> no. Pictures are done okay. through recorder, very specifically. Okay. All right. I mean, this is future 90s, not future 2005. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I just, yeah. There's I'm trying to think of future 90s. <laughs> All right. I never thought that I'd be playing a retro future game, and yet <laughs> here I am. 
right? All right. So, yeah, I will, uh, I'm just going to try and make note of what everybody looks like. Okay. She, human, uh, red hair, but a soft red hair, keeps it very well maintained, but it's not like in a bun. It is somewhere between, uh, it's, it's basically a shoulder length red hair, kind of cut in a bob. But oh again, my God, it's Rachel. It's the Rachel. <laughs> yeah, basically it's Rachel. Yeah. Who's, uh, Rachel? Who's Rachel? Rachel? From Brent. From, oh, oh, I sorry, haven't seen it. Um, uh, neither have I, but like I lived through the nineties. Well, technically, so did I, but I still <laughs> had all of us. Thank you. <laughs> not mm, watch not that any of that show. That it and the osmosis thing. That the sh- and the show with the comedian. With the... oh, uh, Seinfeld, you mean? Yes, yes. Never watched that either. All right. All right. So basically, uh, if you look up the, the hairstyle of the Karen, you will find it. But it, uh, again, it's from uh, it's from uh, Friends first season, no problem. The gentleman, however, has uh, dark hair. He has a slightly dusky skin. Uh, but again, well dressed suit, uh, darker color. So he has an actual uh, light gray shirt underneath. Like I said, he's actually his shirt actually has cufflinks, actual cufflinks. Wow! Um, Can I see what the uh, sometimes cufflinks have like a house symbol or something like that? Well, depends. Have you have you ever tried to identify a class ring from thirty yards? No. <laughs> That's an oddly specific example that makes me think you have. <laughs> <laughs> just me. <laughs> That's how it comes out. That's just me. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't identify any symbols they have, though they are wearing uh, both wearing pendants. Very small kind of gemstones in a, in a pendant. Hers is of a silver material, his is of a gold, but not like a thick chain or anything like that. It's very delicate, very subtle, very nicely accented. Okay. Do I think I could identify it again? Uh, there's a chance. It's not like an unusual pendant, but it is distinctive. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. They look like they're talking to each other, but they don't seem to be talking for a bit. They just kind of nod their heads. Yeah. Kind of almost talking in pantomime without actually opening their mouths. And then, Are they doing any sign language? No, no. It's, it's like somebody plugged your ears. You can't hear the conversation, but they're having one. Somebody turned the volume off. They've got tech. Exactly. Could be telepathy. I'm going to follow them discreetly. Okay. There's no need. Because after they okay. talk to each other for a bit, they kind of go, they recognize, and she kind of, kind of insists something, and he just kind of nods his head and goes, mm. "You have that distinct feeling he's doing the yeah, I think you're right. Let's do that." And she kind of nods like, "Of course I am." And they go arm in arm, like they're strolling down uh, the Chateau d'Isay, and instead they come right up to your station. They crouch oh, down, and they said, "Good afternoon." So I noticed you were looking at us the whole time, and we just were interested basically in what you might be interested in. Drugs. If they can read my mind, they know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> and they, they, look, they look at each other and says, is that really all you want in this situation? Right now, yeah. Yeah, drugs would be good. Amber's always nice. Drugs. Uh, give me a... Uh, this is actually... You're not bluffing. You're not lying, technically, but you are kind of stretching the truth a bit. I could give you a bluff if you want. Let's do bluff. Because you're trying to, like... Sh- you're, you're trying to keep everything very surface level? Yeah. 29. Okay. Oh, that's a natural 20. And indeed yep. a natural 20. Mm-hmm. And then they said, so, how did you know we have drugs? You're in the brown sector and you have money. <laughs> Your shoes cost more than my ticket cost me. They go back and forth. Well, if this is all you want, this can't be prepared. Not a problem. Kind of points over the door. That door? We'll be more than happy to help you with any amber you may have, and it may need. But if you're looking for something else, something more out of life, something of more of a need, 
I think we might be able to help you, and you can help us. But, no, no, please, we wouldn't want to stop you from your vacation. We'll find you when the time is right. In the meantime, he literally takes out a credit chip for basically uh, uh, 200 credits, kind of drops it in front of you. I let my eyes bug out. (laughs) He says, why don't you get you a, a couple of good hits? Please, enjoy. In the meantime, they bow. They, they both bow. She actually looks over. In the meantime, enjoy yourself. We'll keep an eye on it. We know you're going to keep an eye on us. They tip. They they uh they uh kind of once again nod their heads. See you around. And arm in arm, they stroll down the road, down the hallway. Yeah, I just really confused. Dude, I think you just got recruited by Scientologists. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what they are. Creepy. Okay, give me a notice check. Okay. 14. I'm trying not to be confused. <laughs> Alright. Bad roll, but... Okay. Because I literally just picked up the card that is labeled Hot Twist. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You realize a couple of the coins they uh, they put with the credit shit are not human. They're not Centauri. You have no idea what they are. But they are a kind of coin. They're kind of brassy, but a little more brown than brassy. But they still have a gem-like quality to them. Hmm. Um, about the size of a quarter. Uh, or they're about the size of quarters, I should say. Um, but they all have strange sigils on the back. Nothing you recognize, nothing you've ever seen before. Okay. But it is very specific. Like, All right. Hmm? So I'll pocket coins because I don't okay. recognize them and I want to research them. Is it, You say on the back there's a sigil. Is there anything on the other side? Uh, yes. Something that kind of looks like... Oh. All right. So on the other side... On the other side is uh, an image of... It's not a yin-yang symbol. Well, it would be a yin-yang symbol, except for the fact that the balance is completely out of whack. One side's general sense is a lot larger than the other. The dots on one side is a lot larger than the other. So it's like the yin-yang symbol if the white parts were almost minimized out. Weird. Now, I'll pocket the coins and... uh... Go wait a little bit before I go knock on the door. Okay. So as you wait for a bit, there is another. Somebody else actually beats you to it. They actually go and knock on the door. This one is carrying. Um, it's actually a game. One of the, the 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 game creatures, full encounter suits. It walks up and it's carrying what you first think is a bucket or a lantern. Mm, it, weird. Okay. It's the it's the uh, intercom. There's a beep. You hear. It. <laughs> door opens, and one of the guys, uh, you know, one of the other guys comes out and says, he just looks over, looks behind, he's like, eh, everyone's around here is high, they don't care. He says, you got it? Jar opens up. It literally is, you can tell that this is a, it's like a bottle, except the base doesn't come off so much as everything else above the base does, and when it does, it slides uh, it's basically showcasing a glass container underneath. So the handle he was carrying it by and the outer casing slide off, showing this uh, base, which is a strange metal, a glass container that kind of looks like a bell jar if a bell jar was designed by a steampunk maniac. Hmm. Inside is a is blue fluid, a very familiar blue fluid, and Something that's probably about eight pounds in size thumps against the glass. Give me a notice check. 28. 28, good. And that's what you see the eye floating in it, and the other eye. And then you realize that the eyes are connected to the thing that's thumping around the blue. They say thank you. The game gives them the, the jar. game is then Given, well, at this point, this is when one of the big guys says, 
Some language you've never heard before, but it itches the back of your brain. Not as in the, I know that, more like a physical itch at the back of your brain. So they might have some psionics to them. You don't know, but it's possible. Game <laughs> takes it, you know, about, you know, it takes the, 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 the thing, puts his hands together, raises them, and then leaves. Right about then, some other junkie, for lack of a better term, comes over and says, hey, this is my spot. Move it. Huh? Yeah. Okay, fine. Whatever. And I get up and I'll go to the door. Okay. So you get up to the door. Do you hit the chime? Yeah. Door opens. Inside you get a view of things, but there's more doors on the inside than out. Because you can obviously see like a desk in the middle and like three doors behind it. The big, thick guy. Yeah, what? I hold out a cred stick. Uh, He says, Ember? He looks over. Who sent you? I don't know, man, a woman in a suit. He looks, o- he looks over. That's life stories. You hold out. Now you're holding out literally the credit shit that they gave you, right? The yeah, yeah. He looks over. Oh, this is what you want. Suddenly, he's really polite. I'm not going in the room. I'm standing in the doorway. He says, "All right, welcome aboard." Drops a single uh, pellet of uh, a cube of amber in your hand. He says. Enjoy, but you didn't. Yeah. yeah. But just to let you know, if you don't go the normal way, we will throw you in the. It will throw you in the future in your actor next time. Huh? What? I'm okay. sorry. What did he say? They'll throw me in the what? He says. He says that's great. Thank you for the business. But if you don't go around the the, the regular way, we're going to throw you in the fusion reactor. <laughs> yeah, I let myself look confused, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, Thanks for doing business. Door closes. All right, um, I'm going to head back to Mirgra. Okay, so as our pers- uh, as Dwali has now found a number of things interesting, Pai has found herself incarcerated, and Mirgrat is trying its best to... Uh, what is the correct pron- pronoun for Mirgrat? I get confused. Uh, they, them. What is it? Uh, they, them. Thank you. So as Mirgrat tries to figure out how they can help their friend get out of jail by contacting the local uh, ambassador. It's about a good time for us to end. Now you see this is where you end it. A good cliffhanger. Well, not good cliffhanger, but a cliffhanger. So, we have things in motion. We have things being discovered. We have people in trouble. That is an excellent place for everyone to come back next time in two weeks. For I have another tale of the Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story to tell you. Please come again. And you in the back, what is my drink? You can go away now, Craig. Go, go. And that's where we end. I want to thank everyone for joining us. I hope you will continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. If you have questions, comments, constructive criticism, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey or email at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Television. Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing utilizing the OGL open gaming license of D20. Our theme music was composed by Evan King. The song Titan Striker is available on YouTube, social media, and at evankingmusic.com. Please see his website for more information. Again, I am Daniel, and I thank you for joining us on this adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.